Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Thank you, announcer lady, and that wonderful music and that great sultry voice can only mean one thing. Skies of a certain age, Robbie Koblenz in studio with Jay Reed and coming to us from Parts Unknown. Art Shirley. There you go. There you go. Art's FaceTiming us in, or we're FaceTiming him in, I guess. Or voice timing or something. Voice timing or something like that. Wait a minute. I haven't seen you two guys in the same place for a long time. Are you the same person now? And you're just swapping back and forth, and Jay's doing a ventriloquist. Kind of a Doctor Who thing, where you know we're just going back and forth between. Uh, what, what's the word? I can't. Come on, Doctor Who expert. I have when, no. When they regenerate into a new. Oh, who, yeah. so you're, you're regenerating. So Jay's back and regenerating. Forth. Well, you know, both your, your first names both have three letters, and True. you both went to Ole Miss. True. Yeah, so. the difference here is that our TARDIS has a gun rack on the back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, that was great. That was great. That was pretty funny. Do you have a gun rack on the back of your TARDIS art? Uh, yes. <laughs> of course you do. Thanks for playing along. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. I'm, so, hearing about, I'm hearing about every third word. So. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. So what we'll do, we'll, tr- we'll try to shut up and let you talk at certain points, and then we'll just run over you, and then we'll stop for a few minutes and let you talk. So um, so here we're back. This is... Uh, yes, the weather is nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, speaking of weather, it is summertime. And do you know how I know it's truly summertime? You know what? It's, it's, it's not the hot hot weather it's not uh not people in shorts it's the fact that yacht rock radio is back on sirius xm it is i've listened to it this week my uh, my family really dreads when yacht rock radio is happening so um yeah so we're 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 back with uh with yacht rock radio which is great really enjoy yacht rock radio and uh, so, hey, listen to a little James Ingram Yamo B there coming in uh, to the studio this morning. So I sailed on home from Tennessee with Chris Cross the other day. <laughs> no, Christopher Cross. Christopher. Oh, okay. Don't 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 confuse Christopher Cross with the young juvenile rap band Chris Cross from the early nineties. Because okay. Chris I knew Cross, rap was coming into this somehow. Because Chris Cross will Chris make Cross, it. Back- Backward dressing folks. That's right. That's right. They'll they'll make you jump. They'll make you jump. So, (laughs) all right. So this is the finale of the finales episode. So uh, we dropped the episode last week. We're actually recording this the day before it's supposed to drop, if we can get it edited in time and up to the magical cloud servers where it distributes out to all you find people across the world. So uh, last time around, Art and I talked about what makes a, a, a show finale great what are the recipes we're looking for and uh, kind of in honor of the end of game of thrones and in honor of uh, the the show finale of uh, big bang theory and uh, so you know what we talked about was uh did, did the show did the finale kind of wrap up the the arc of the series was the um um were the characters true to the to the finale so did did we get characters fulfilling their their destiny to an extent did they not do something weird and wacky i'm I'm looking at you seinfeld um (laughs) you know are you left wanting more or are you content with letting the characters 
stay where they are. You visit it with them and you feel good about letting them go. So those are, you know, what, what else did we talk about? Or is that kind of, does that kind of sum up where we ended up at on, on finales? Yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, hard to believe we took 40 minutes to get to that point, but yeah, that's, that's about where we were. You know, well, just uh, what made a good finale, what, you know, what finales, like you said, mentioned Seinfeld had kind of not done what they needed to do. And, and then some finales that kind of broke the rules, but still managed to be good finales. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we start off, Art? Well, we've got you in a good signal spot. What's uh, so so? What? Give me some of your 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 great finales and some of your criteria after uh, kind of stewing on this for uh, for a week or two or whatever infinite time we had between recording episodes. Where'd you land on uh, what makes a you know a, a good finale? Not what makes a good finale for you, but some some finales that uh that match that criteria yeah finales to me that kind of resonated uh as being particularly good uh and i'll, I'll try to keep these in uh in no particular order but i know which one is my favorite uh the first one that i remembered i mentioned this i probably mentioned this before but uh, the mary tyler moore show uh when they wrapped up and they were ones that kind of broke the rules a little bit because all the characters were going off into different spaces uh places as the uh as the management of the television station had changed hands and the only person that was staying on was the, the bumbling news anchor, Ted Baxter, uh, played by Ted Knight. And the scene where all of them are, are hugging at the end has become such a memorable scene that it's often parodied in other series finales. But that's the first one that I remember that actually had, I can remember a show doing a thing that said, this is the definitive end of it. You know, other shows had just kind of gone off the air. You know, sometimes unceremoniously, depending on what kind of show I watched. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they were just gone. And so you never really had a real wrap-up. So that one did have, have a, a particularly good wrap-up. Uh, we talked a little bit about Breaking Bad last week, uh, or last time we, we spoke. And uh, that, to me, was just a, a great uh, finale in that it seemed to be uh, to tie up the loose ends that it needed to, but left certain things open, you know, for interpretation later. Uh, it seemed like the whole series had worked to that point, which I thought was an important thing. Uh, so I thought that went real well. And then just quickly, uh, and we've mentioned this several times, uh, my favorite finale of all time is still the, the Newhart uh, Absolutely. finale. Uh, yeah. Bob Newhart's second sitcom that brought in elements from his first sitcom. And just, again, you know, that was, that was a rule changer. That was really one of those that, that kind of defied uh, – what we had said earlier was a good finale, but did it so well that it was okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, in that that like you said, it broke the mold of finales. Newhart did. Yeah. And and to me, Newhart is is probably the the best finale of all time. And uh, yeah, uh, just because it was so different, and it it just kind of. Yeah, it was a trendsetter because, like we talked about last time around, a few seasons prior, Dallas had done that reset with Bobby Ewing coming back and everything. The previous the previous season with him being dead was was a dream. Oh, you just spoiled that for me. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> spoiler alert: we're going to be talking about things that have happened. Uh, the and only now, now Jay goes into a forty-five minute uh, recap of Lost. <laughs> yeah. So the the only thing I've asked for my co-host is we don't get too granular on Lost because it's still on my list of things to watch. So uh, and I have a general idea how it ends, but I'm, I'm still trying to trying to hold on to that. But but you well, know, you know, Cyborg dies. Yeah. That's yeah. really the only thing you got. So the the backstory on that is. Uh, 
uh, I guess it was X-Men 3 had come out and uh, X-Men 3 or X3 The Last Stand and I'd never I, I didn't see it in the theater I was going to catch it on a, on a secondary venue and so Art and I are talking about it and he'd seen it already he goes well, you know, you know, then Cyborg dies very early on, and he meant Cyclops, but he says Cyborg. But I newly, I, I immediately knew what he meant. It's like, oh, you spoiled it. Was it enough. Po- it was enough for Robin. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Cyclops died at the beginning yeah. of, of of X three. So, uh, so that's been our our. You know, if we we want to foe uh, spoil something, it's well, you know, Cyborg dies. I'm glad y'all explained that to me. I was totally wondering what that oh, was well, about. Yeah. So he <laughs> just show up more, probably get this stuff. Well. This this goes back. I think we were on a shoot or something. It was uh, yeah. This was, was. I remember you, Billy Triplett, and me. Yeah. And you, the three of us were talking. Shout out to loyal Lister Billy Triplett, one of my former yeah. coworkers. He's stuck in Austin, Texas, with some great barbecue. And uh, so he listened. So shout out to, to Mr. Triplett. But yeah, yeah, Cyborg died. Um, so all right. So those those are your 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 three. Um, what you got, Jay? What what resonates with you as a as a sure? Well, I listened fan. to y'all last week and kind of got the you know learned what I was supposed to be looking for. And the the three that came to mind as far as having the most impact. Um, first of all, friends. And uh, this weekend, I actually watched the final episode of Friends and The Office because uh, those are two of my top favorite ones. And I think just watching Friends, it certainly kept all the characters true to their nature all through the series. Chandler's still crazy. You know, uh, Joey's still Joey. I mean, all the people are acting like they're supposed to. And really, the even though they left the apartment um, – you know, moved to the suburbs and moved to Paris or started to anyway, spoiler, what? uh, <laughs> spoil it for me. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, everybody, it was just, it was still funny, but it was poignant. Um, I didn't cry, but, um, I, I saved that for Avenger movies. <laughs> wow. I'll save those tears. <laughs> those are big screen tears. Right. There's no little screen tears for Jay. Right. But, I, but that was one of my favorite ones. And I, again, I watched it this week just to kind of refresh it um and i think it met all the criteria so so i i was not a big friends fan uh i, was, I didn't watch it i didn't watch it front to back but i had watched it enough that you know i wanted to see the finale so so the my memory of friends i was uh i was in college here at state living on my own for the first time we had a, a cool little apartment little apartment downtown did you have a duck and a chick no but we had a big old magnolia tree out front so uh anyway it was same thing yeah yeah same thing but but so watch the first episodes the first few episodes i guess i watched that you know that was must see tv on thursday night but never just jumped on the friends bandwagon like everybody else did love the theme song and I'm a big oh, yeah. Rembrandt's fan anyway. But I, I I didn't watch the last two or three seasons or maybe even the last four or five. Um, and But went back and watched the finale mm-hmm. and then realized I wasn't the, the finale did not resonate with me because I was not emotionally invested in the characters. Gotcha. And, you know, just to be honest, it kind of irritated me a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so so that's that's interesting. But I can see how it, it, it was very true to the series. And, uh, you know, everybody was everybody. Yeah. So. The main characters were there still. And, you know, relationships were restored. Yeah. Uh, new relationships that, that made sense. I mean, the, the twins and all this, the babies. So everything... Um, I just thought it was funny, and, you know, it didn't go in a wild direction. And I didn't get the duck and the chick thing, so. 
I don't I don't remember. Oh, well, there was a duck and a chick that used to live with Chandler and Joey, and they actually had a, a an adult duck and a chick. Uh, our chicken uh so that was just kind of joey's bringing it back around gotcha okay in in trip typical joey fashion you know not thinking about bird bird mess and stuff getting in the way of a newborn baby <laughs> wow just a little tiny detail there just that- a tiny detail so um i have not watched all the office and i want to go back and watch the office um but well, again same same thing sure. i watched it and i know i've watched that before but when i watched it this weekend it was like new again yeah so i really enjoyed it um but still jim and pam had some resolution yeah uh dwight had some resolution michael comes back you know briefly with his classic line um that's what she said and it it was the perfect (laughs) that's what she said joke in the middle of all this stuff so i i thought that was a terrific one too because they closed it you know the dunder mifflin uh (gasps) they did Actually, you know what? I don't know if they no, don't close it or not. Don't, don't. Now just that keep I think going. back, just keep but, moving. But people I keep, you know. Happened either, and I watched it pretty faithfully too. There, there's Art back. I turned you down, Art, because I heard you moving. Oh, okay. So Art's now at his productive day job. Okay. You know, unlike unlike Jay and I are hanging out as losers behind an audio board. Art's actually at work now. So you know, one part of the thing that that made the office so successful for me is that we tried. I was living overseas when it first came out. Yeah. And so for that series and for um, Lost, we had to watch it on on a friend's iTunes account. And we're talking about a place where there's terrible internet and and all this kind of stuff. And at the time, it may be still true, iTunes would only let you sign in, you know, a certain number of devices. Yeah. So five. Five, exactly. So, but there was more than five families trying to watch Lost and The Office on this one guy's account. So if we plugged in and we're ready to watch and it wouldn't let us we had to call around and see who could sign out for us so that we could watch it because we have the dvd with us or whatever that's so funny. all that to say this with office and lost i was heavily invested it wouldn't just turn it on it would, there was no such thing as a streaming service at that yeah. point uh we didn't have you know season dvds or anything like that so i put a lot of of my life into uh, watching those things. In the words of Marshall McLuhan, the medium is the message. Oh. The message. <laughs> so, yeah, little McLuhan, little 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 media theory there. Yeah. So the office was was another big impact. But then, you know, on the flip side of that, I think Lost is the antithesis of all the good things that we are now saying would make it good. So, finale. and not to get too deep in the weeds, uh, but I, I've n- I've never come across anyone who thought that the Lost finale. Very, very Game of Thrones-ish in in reaction Mm -hmm. that there was this build up and they just didn't they just didn't finish the job. I mean, do you do you agree? Yeah. Do you guys both agree with that? Yeah. Um, And I remember that was one of the first finales I remember watching on through with social media. You know, kind of with several folks, you know, either on on Twitter or Facebook, saying I think it was Facebook at the time. And after it was over, the fans that, you know, the fellow fans that were watching, you know, were like, what did we just see? You know? Well, you know, if you look at the, I know y'all talked a little bit about the St. Elsewhere finale last time and the, you know, the kid with the snow globe and how that all tied it up, but didn't tie it up. And I read some about that. People had mixed feelings about that. But, and then compare that to Newhart, you know, with the, with the whole dream thing, but it was funny in his case, it made sense. Yeah. And, and with Lost, it was like, okay, we've been trying to figure out all this time travel and these weird things that aren't supposed to happen, polar bears on a tropical island. Shh. 
all those things. And that's not a spoiler. <laughs> it's a Coke commercial is what it was. <laughs> well, maybe so. <laughs> but they, they didn't tie anything up except to say, oh, well, it's almost like they thought, okay, we're ready to be done with this. Let's just make it happen this way. And you're just like, oh, you mean all that time I invested in work to yeah. watch this, and now you're ending it like this? I just I was mad. Well, it, Lost was a Abrams production mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I just don't know that jj can finish strong and because mm-hmm. i look back at fringe which i really really liked and fringe and, well and i didn't watch alias but the same thing with alias alias started incredibly strong then kind of forgot about alias yeah um he did felicity too didn't he but i never watched yep. felicity um and so as 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 we look towards the uh the third star war the uh, ninth star wars movie that abram is jj abrams is coming in to wrap it up you know the whole skywalker Uh-oh. saga and we're saying he doesn't finish well we're like maybe just maybe he can he can he can knock this one out of the park but yeah so i just i just wonder did how much day to day? I mean, was Abrams show running lost there at the end? Um, how much input did he have on it? You know, or had he handed it off to to a few other people? And sometimes I think he had handed off to uh, who are the two guys that were the writers? You know that. Uh, gosh, I can't remember who they are. I think that, that by the point now he may have come back in and done the finale. Yeah, but uh, you know, kind of like uh, Larry David did with uh, with Seinfeld. Yeah, with Seinfeld, but yeah. I think he, in fact, I think, he did come, I think he did come back and direct. He directed the finale and maybe a couple of episodes of the last season. Sure, sure. So you've got you've got friends in the office as being resonating. They're my top, yeah. And then the loss is the antithesis, right? So. And I looked at a lot of websites and even a newspaper article that kind of ranked the top five, the best five finales or the bottom five finales. And to be honest, a lot of them I hadn't watched. Yeah. So there was a lot of shows that have been on in the last decade that well, I haven't even seen. So I had less to say about, you know, the topic in general. And it seems like Six Feet Under is constantly mentioned as one, is. Of, yeah. one of the best. Uh, and so is The Wire. And I'd love to watch at least The Wire. And I don't know if I'm interested in Six Feet Under. And The Americans, which I know you've watched, that was yeah. always on the on the high side of closure. Well, and then, so I'll, that's a great transition into what does Robbie think? Um, to me, The Americans is the best season finale of all time. And um, I mean, show finale, not just season, but series finale, because the payoff is so great. Uh, I, I watched it again last week when we were out of town and, you know, I watched the Americans this spring. That was something I binged. And um, I was not prepared for how rewatching the finale after I watched it, you know, eight weeks ago, how much it affected me. There were so many, so many gut punches in that thing. And, and so such a wrap up the music choice in that show and that particular episode was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, that, that show ended, uh, in 19, supposedly 87 or 88, I think it was 87. And, uh, you know, that's my junior, senior year in high school. And so there, there, you've got that emotional baggage there, but, uh, you know, that show became about Matthew Reese, um, his, his character, not as much Carrie Russell's character and, uh, the journey that he was on to me, the Americans, 
it is worth watching the Americans get the emotional payoff of the of the finale. And um, I, I've Art and I were talking about this. I probably put more research into these two episodes of the podcast than anything else we've ever done. And, um, you know, the Americans was was really big for me. Um, I, another one that I think was great um, was Mad Men. Um, you know, that was seven seasons. And, you know, that that whole show, I mean, it was about an advertising executive, Don Draper, and the fact that this was a, a hollow man, a fact that you, you really can't get to know him. He came from a very distressed childhood. He ends up taking somebody else's name and, uh, and is like this ultimate fake. And you never get to know him through infidelities and, and through his relationship with his kids and his workmates. You never really know the true Don Draper until the end and so it's kind of a a self-discovery sort of thing there's some breakthroughs towards the end of that last season and then to me one of the greatest one of the and not to spoil it for anybody but one of the greatest finale last scenes is Don sitting there, he's meditating on this hill. That picture is on all the websites when you look at this. In a commune, and then he opens his eyes and smiles, and then they cut to the, I'd like to teach the world to sing Coca-Cola commercial. And the the backstory there is the ad agency that... that Draper was working for, they were working on the Coke account, and that's kind of the white whale you want in advertising. You Coke is one of those big brands you want to work on, and so the implication was his journey of self-discovery led to one of the greatest commercials of all time. Oh wow! And cool. uh, you know the real thing, and so um, which was. A, a, a great payoff and you, you felt like you could walk away from those characters in Mad Men so um, I've got a couple others here since I've done so much I've done so much work on it um, I, I rewatched the the series finale of MASH and Art you and I talked about that uh, you know it had a great it had a great payoff um, but again, I wasn't as emotionally invested in those characters because I'd not seen them for 30 years, you know. Um, so it felt a little disjointed to me. But that's still, I mean, Art, that, that, that's still like the that most. That almost sounded like you served with them in Korea. <laughs> yeah, 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 way back in my day. Um, and same since we served. Yeah, but but that that's still the, from a percentage standpoint, that is the most watched non-live sports event of all time in America, correct? Oh, yeah, it's always the benchmark. It's like, you know this this did uh this this show did great compared to mash you know what, yeah, what, yeah. it was almost at, almost at that level and, yeah. and very rarely do you find one that, that comes close to it well what what uh, what do you guys remember about the mash finale i don't remember anything about it to be honest i'm sure i watched it yeah I mean, mash was something we watched every now and then it wasn't a you know something i watched every episode of but i enjoyed it it was funny and i, I remember that the finale was a big deal yeah, I did not rewatch it this time, but um, it always ranked high in the stuff I read. Yeah, we watched it. it. It was one of those shows that lasted long enough that it was actually in you know syndication. You know, as it was also being as, as new episodes were being produced. So we had a group of guys, you know, at, at college at the time that would you know sit watch it every night, and so we were really into Mash and just really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, the and probably I can't remember if we talked about this on air or off air, but a lot of the drama takes place in a bus as they're hiding yeah. uh, from the enemy and a woman has a chicken that she has to keep quiet and the 
the twist with that story, and I don't know if I want to give that away, but uh, the twist with that story just still sticks with me. It, and and, and uh, Alan Alda's uh, performance as uh, as Hawkeye, as he reveals to uh, the psychiatrist, you know, what the truth of that story was when it hits him, when he, when he, cause he's, he's, uh, he's uh, blocked it out of his memory and, and doesn't remember it correctly. And all of a sudden he remembers what, what the chicken was and that Jim may give it away right there. But, uh, and that takes place in the first, uh, really the first act of the show. And right. it, it was really gut wrenching. Cause I, I, I remembered that, uh, and I mean, we'll just, I mean, so yeah, you can go ahead. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Been, because what, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the <laughs> woman ends up smothering her baby and you know, Alda had, or Hawkeye, I should say, had blocked it all out. And, uh, you know, originally they were coming back from the beach and they were having a happy time. Then, then as he keeps remembering, they're having to pick up wounded and then they're picking up some refugees. And then, um, you know, uh, a, a soldier says, hey, we've got, we've got the enemy around the corner. We've got to get off the road and be quiet. And the baby's crying and they're getting agitated and, you know, please hush the baby. And she ends up smothering the baby. And, uh, that was just, that was incredibly emotional. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, for, for something that was, what was that? 82, 83, when that finale happened somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, let's see. It was probably, it was probably 83. And, and so that was a real, that was a real mature, emotionally impactful scene on broadcast television, early eighties. There was yeah. some profanity in, you know, there was an SOB and yeah. Now that it's now commonplace, it is you know, that now, now you hear on cartoon network, but you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, so it, it, it's the title of a Nickelodeon show or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but you know, the other thing too, that uh, Robbie, that just kind of hit me is that when you brought that up, that that was the first half, the, it was a two hour, was it two hour or one hour? It was two hours. Two hours, right? So, again, one of those things where they took a thirty minute sitcom and produced what was essentially a two hour movie. Yeah. But thematically, now that you've brought that to my attention, the first half and the second half were very different. They were. It they seemed were. like the. I mean, we still had the. We had the. Uh, the repercussions from what Hawkeye remembered, but the the uh, second half was much more of a goodbye. Yeah. You know, uh, dealing with get, dealing with uh, with the goodbye part of that. The um, uh, it, that that set the benchmark and we've 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 used that phrase several mm-hmm. times. But that was to me, you know, just looking back in television history, that was the first big dramatic. Well, it was it was it was a comedy at that point. But but television event that uh folks tuned in out of out of pleasure not necessity so we're you know it's a non-news non-sporting event so um i've got a few other on here on my list i'm gonna let's uh, let's kick through and then uh we're almost at a wrap-up time um, just one thing we could talk about yeah. mash and uh, yeah. one thing that i think we mentioned or uh just to bring out in the finale is this, this is a chance to give each of the characters at least a little moment yeah you know exactly so that you don't leave and go well gosh i never even showed you know so and so yeah exactly uh, so every every you know and obviously the the larger characters are going to get the bigger send-off but to make sure that each of the characters especially those that you've seen you know throughout the series and, and everybody may have a 
uh, a favorite that's that's basically one of the, the B or the C list characters. But to make sure that those folks have a chance to at least go out too is good. You know what was another show that did a great job of that in their finale? And I just watched it. I finished it up about a week and a half ago, and that was Parks and Rec. Um, yeah. Parks and Rec did a great job of giving every character a moment of mm-hmm. this is where they end up in a few years. And I thought that was just uh, that was incredibly well done. So, um, yeah. So uh, we, we alluded to we did not care a whole lot for the Seinfeld uh, episode. We talked about that last last week uh, just because it was so much out of character. Um, Game of Thrones was somewhat disappointing for me. It wasn't. It wasn't the the final resolution. It was I, I felt the last season of Game of Thrones was very rushed, and um, even though it took them two years to make it, yeah, right. yeah, I, I would have preferred to see ten one hour episodes as opposed to six ninety minute episodes because I think you needed to allow some of those choices to to simmer week to week. It's a processing time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And again, that's that that's a show that you can go back and look and see where it deviated from the source material pretty significantly and not to give anything away for folks who haven't watched it yet. But one of the characters that becomes incredibly important at the end of the finale has gotten minimized earlier in the television show where in the books, uh, that character is not minimized. That character goes on a, uh, on a journey. You follow that character a lot closer than what you do in the, in the books, uh, in the, in the TV show. And you can almost see the showrunner saying, Ooh, crap. Okay. George RR is going to finish the books this way. We've kind of cut out that character. We need to add that character back in. And so there, there was a little bit of that there, but you know, it, it, it all made sense at the end of the day. It had some Shakespearean tragedy to it and it had dragons and you know, what more could you want out of life? So, um, anyway, so Game of Thrones was a little disappointing. Other other stuff that I've got on my list that we haven't talked about, um, there are three in particular. Uh, I thought the way the West Wing ended up was great. And I'm a huge West Wing fan. Um, and, you know, that show was up and down a little bit after the original creator left, uh, after Aaron Sorkin left at the end of season four. Season five was very uneven. Six and seven started to gain its momentum. But the end of season seven was the end of the Bartlett administration and Martin Sheen's character goes off into the clouds and what was formerly Air Force One. And I thought they really wrapped it up very, very well. And then um, the other one I want to bring up as we close out is one that you and I both have watched art and that's Battlestar Galactica. They got a lot of high ratings and everything I read too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they didn't stick the landing completely because there were a couple things like, Hmm, really? But, uh, they, that show had a huge twist halfway through, uh, the last season because uh, where you thought you were going to end up at at the end of the show was a fake out. And, um, you know, Art, what did you what did you think about Battlestar Galactica when it aired, you know, 10 years ago? The yeah, I thought it was really I thought it was really well done. I mean, there were I think there were, you know, some things that you were just disappointed with, mainly because um you were just said the season was over, the the series was over. If that makes sense, yeah. Uh, but um, I just I, I thought the whole and they were one to me that had a whole um, 
build-up to it that was very satisfying. A lot of people, you know, may or may not have cared for it, but I thought it was, I thought it was really good. The, the, the one loose string is I wish that the Starbucks storyline was resolved a little bit cleaner. That's, the, that's what, yeah, that's where I was going to go to because it just, that's a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing because it's, you know, just, I don't know. It, it, does, it didn't seem to fit as well with the rest of the, the finale to me. Yeah. But I, I didn't dislike it. You know, I think it was just kind of a, a personal choice that I might have wanted to do something, you know, wanted to have gone differently. But sure. I thought it was, I, you know, I thought as a whole, that whole series um, was just incredible. Sure. And then another and I think. One. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm, no, you go. I was ahead. just going to say that you, you, we had continuations of, of series that had worked. You had Next Generation. But this was one that was a true reboot that was just so incredibly successful in terms of his execution. Uh, being on the sci-fi network, you probably never had the ratings that it, it you know, would have enjoyed. You know, had some uh, a big network gotten behind yeah. it. But for a while it did. I mean, and, and for sci-fi network, it had some really good ratings. It but did. Uh, but uh, it, in terms of execution, it's hard to think of a better reboot. And, and really, it stands alone as his own series now. It I does. Think. It does. And then the last thing I'll mention, you kind of alluded to it, great lead-in was the the series finale for Star Trek The Next Generation, um, which, uh, you know, that that was a great thing where you got Picard visiting three points of his life in this kind of Doctor Who-esque time travel thing and uh, allows you to go back and touch different moments of the crew and, and bring back characters that no, were no longer on the series. Um, and it was a really, really nice resolution. Um, but one of the things about that episode is that was the first episode, first syndicated television episode ever nominated for a Best Show Emmy. Um, oh. It had, before that time, before... The Star Trek The Next Generation was in syndication. It was not a first-run show on a network. No syndicated show, television show, had been nominated for a uh, Best Show Emmy before Star Trek The Next Generation, specifically for the uh, series finale, All Good Things. So, wow. That's a lot of information about television. And, and, and uh, you know, two whole episodes. So, we uh, uh, we covered a lot and of we ground. We should say the Geek of the Week was... was uh was us. We were, we, <laughs> was us. Yeah, that's right. We're the geeks yeah. of the week. So we'll yeah. get back to those next time. But that, uh, we figured we had too much information to cover. There time. you go. There you go. All right, guys. Well, just like we talked about, all good things must come to an end. So must this podcast, whether it's good or not. So uh, anyway, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time around.